0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 224 and it's finally time to reveal our mystery game. Now, for weeks now, I've been teasing that I'm playing a mystery game in preparation for an upcoming episode of the show, and then this past weekend, I teased on social media that it was a PS2 game, and I opened it up to guesses, and we got so many guesses, and I finally had to get out in front of it and say, no, it is not Metal Gear Solid 3, which was by far the game that got guessed the most, and I can just tell you all right now, I still have not played it, but I will. At some point, I don't know when, I am going to get to Metal Gear Solid 3, don't blame me for the delay, blame shitty Metal Gear Solid 2, it's it's that it's that game's fucking fault, the bridge has been burned down and it has yet to be rebuilt, so it's not Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, a bunch of other games came up, but, but after Metal Gear Solid 3, Sly Cooper was probably the number two most uh, frequently guessed game, and I'm proud to say that it is in fact time for Mr. Cooper to make his Remember the Game debut, I ended up playing this on PS Plus on my PlayStation 5, uh, it streamed flawlessly. It was great. I fired it up just to see if the streaming worked on the new PS Plus subscriptions, and then I just couldn't stop playing it. I didn't intend to play it. I, I was gonna give it like twenty minutes, and then move on. And I just became completely obsessed with it. I played it every chance I got. I hundred percented it, minus the time trial shit. I fucking all that is is padding the length of games, and I never do that stuff. We try to like beat the level as fast as you can. I don't. I don't care about that stuff. Uh, but I got all the bottles. I opened all the safes. I did everything else. And and I gotta tell you. I'm a fan. I am a fan. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I might like Sly Cooper more than my precious Jack and Daxter, more than the phenomenal Ratchet and Clank. I, I might go as far as to say Sly Cooper might just be my favorite PS2 game now. It's I fucking love. This game so much. Uh, My buddy Darren has been on me to play and review this game for years. Pretty well since I launched Remember the Game. And now I get why. He's my guest this week. And we both just basically praised... Sly Cooper for an hour and then got into a little bit of an altercation at the end about its scoring on my weird ranking system uh, because Darren is smart and wanted to inject a little bit of logic into my scoring system. And there's no goddamn room for logic around here. And we're going to get to all that in just a minute because speaking of no room for logic, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game Infamous Intro. <laughs> And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. I don't know if they're as fun as Sly Cooper. I'll be honest. Sly Cooper might be better, but they're fun. We talk about video games and stuff. It's neat. If you do want to skip it, go about 30 minutes up the road and you'll be fine. You'll be into, into the Sly Cooper chat. We have merchandise. If you didn't know, I have to do my plugs. This is how I keep the bills on. We have hoodies. T-shirts. Keep the bills on. I keep the, the power on by paying the bills. I don't keep the bills I guess we could burn the bills to heat the house. Anyway, uh, we have hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all kinds of shit over uh, at uh, RememberTheGamePodcast.com. It was all designed by my man Joe from 4545Creative.com. So show him some love and uh, grab yourself a hoodie or a t-shirt or something if you want. It's a great way to support the show. And if you're like, I don't do clothes, which I understand, especially because shipping fucking clothes is goddamn expensive. uh, You can always just support us on Patreon. It's about the best deal in the history of the internet for only two bucks a month. You get two extra shows every freaking week. You get exclusive access to my gaming news podcast Game Patch every Friday morning, where I look at all the biggest news in modern video games. I add in my opinions and some, some, some profanity and stuff in there. You know how it works. Uh, An Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday, and that's a different podcast every week. Some weeks we do game rankings. We look back at particular characters, consoles. We do some hypothetical episodes. There's some comedy. There's a ton of modern game reviews, including this past week on Expansion. Past where I reviewed um, the new Mario and Rabbit: Sparks of Hope for the Nintendo Switch and as with all of my modern game reviews it's 100% spoiler free so if you're on the fence about picking it up you can listen and do it worry free I won't ruin anything for you there's got to be over 30 modern game reviews in those archives right now just sitting there waiting for you and uh I will be uh reviewing Sonic Frontiers and God of War Ragnarok in the coming weeks I just got to get around to finally finishing them but I will sound off about those games as well and as is becoming tradition during the intro here this is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass my Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope review Uh, so you play as Mario, Luigi, Peach, and the regular characters, and then you team up with the rabbits. Which if you, I'm sure you all know, there's these annoying-looking, stupid rabbit things that Ubisoft created. I don't know where the fuck they're from, or I've never played a rabbit game outside of these. Uh, I'm not gonna get too into why they team up because I don't want to spoil the story. It doesn't really matter, anyways. And and yeah, the gameplay really is. XCOM slash Gears Tactics-esque. It's not super crazy, hella deep. Like XCOM, you're not recruiting, uh, you know, rosters of scientists and specialists and leveling them up and giving them different classes and, and there's no permadeath or anything like that. Um, but every character has strengths, has weaknesses. They all play differently while playing the same. They've got the same core engine, but they all have different strengths and they all play differently very differently from surprisingly differently from each other uh, you but the great thing is that you only have to learn one basic set of mechanics and then you just learn how to utilize those mechanics among each character differently so so that's now available on our archives and this week for expansion pass number 138 it is the final episode of the month so our patrons got to pick the topic and christmas gaming memories ran away with the poll, so that's what we'll be talking about. Just telling stories about getting games on Christmas and kind of getting into that Christmasy feel, man. I ah fuck. Does anyone? I love Christmas. Mariah Carey's song on now all the time and fucking bad Santa. The only guy that swears more than me. I'm excited, man. Fuck yeah. Uh, so that's what we'll be doing on the on the show tomorrow. That'll be going live tomorrow for all Patreons. So again, two bucks get you two additional podcasts every week plus instant access to over 250 archived bonus podcasts, plus, and they're all ad-free, by the way, plus, access to our Remember the Game Discord, the chance to vote in our Patreon poll every month, which is running right now, or it will be in the next 24 hours or so, the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts, you can DM with me as much as you want, and you're going to get a shout-out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest Patreons. There's some, st- oh, there's, there's some, be- there's some beasts in here. This is going to get ugly. Tom Darbyshire, John Jacobson, Sean Boone, always pick Wario. That's good advice. Matthew Cregan, Cregan, Isaiah, Isaiah or Isaiahs, Wolfiel, Wolfell. I'm so sorry, Isaiah. I fucking wrecked that. I'm sure of it. Jeremy Stanley, Daft Belja, Io, Bio, Io, Io, Bio Io, Joshua Rush, Michael Wolfhorst, DaPitzi Jr., Maddie King, Jeremy Poitres, Andrew Campbell, Heather Pierce, No Name, Ethan Rowley, Mal Mal Maul, Jay Smack, Robert Candeloro, Digital Dave, and InfiniRage. I have no doubt I butchered a few of those. My apologies. Uh, but thank you all so much for the support and welcome to Remember the Game Industries, Patreon.com remember the game. And don't forget, you can find me over on Twitch. Although admittedly, I haven't been on in about a week. I may not be on much over the next week or two. Uh, between the podcasts and Christmas parties for comedy, I- I'm running right now. But you can find me over there, twitch.tv slash the game? It's free to follow. I never bug you for subs. You can just hang out and look at my stupid face whenever I'm online, all right? That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming-related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He
1: blows all right. He blows big time.
0: That's it, honey. Get into the spirit let's blow our first blower this week is pat p who wrote in and said i am considering canceling my two dollar patreon after you bad talked veronica vaughn please apologize that is all believe it or not i know i never get movie references i actually know this one because god God bless Chris Farley, rest his soul. Uh, you, th- you know what? I never realized that that was Veronica Vaughn until people started pointing it out. I did, I never put the. I never thought it was the same actress because I don't know anything about movies. If you don't know, last week I ripped Sonya Blade from the Mortal Kombat movie apart because I said she's a terrible actress. Uh, and she was in that movie, but she was great as Veronica Vaughn. I feel like those are two different characters. I can hate Sonya Blade while still loving Veronica Vaughn. She is one fine piece. Of, you know how it goes. So I'm not apologizing. No, as I love Veronica Baum. Sonya Blade, she can get fatalitied. So, no, no apologies from me. DePitze Jr wrote in and said so i've just found your podcast i'm loving it i'm going through the backlog and the new podcast keep me occupied at work so thank you but my discovery came with the donkey kong country episode then i listened to donkey kong country 2 and both were great but where the hell is donkey kong country 3 that was my first game i played as a kid it made me love platforming and to this day i will play my snes over my ps4 so could we ever get an episode for donkey kong country 3 to finish the trilogy it is the only game i'll beg like a dog for keep up the awesome podcasts uh you know what to jr yes 100 percent i've been asked about this a few times I've talked about talked about it apparently I'm from New York all of a sudden Uh, I have talked about it myself I love the Donkey Kong Country games we have covered Donkey Kong Country 1 we have covered Donkey Kong Country 2 I quite like Donkey Kong Country 3 although I don't hate I I, I do hate Kitty Kong but I do like Donkey Kong Country 3 I don't know when we'll cover it it's just on my list of some days but I promise you before this podcast is done uh, unless I die or something knock on wood uh, we will cover Donkey Kong Country 3 I promise uh, thanks for listening. Fuck, I love Donkey Kong Country. Uh, except Donkey Kong 64. Fuck you. And all of you asking, no. Trust me, you don't want that episode. You do not want... I, I get asked for it every once in a while. I'm telling you, you don't want a Donkey Kong 64 episode. Because I hate that fucking game so much. You don't want it. Just, Just... Let's just pretend it doesn't exist. Uh, Impressive Beans wrote in and said, As I get caught up on the backlog, pardon me, I have to ask, what's your hangle with the Saturn? I never had one. I'm by no means an advocate for the Sega Saturn. Did have some good games, which I enjoyed vicariously through my cousin, however. Uh, So I get asked this once in a while too, as people discover the podcast, why do I hate the Sega Saturn? I'll just let everybody know I don't hate it. I, it became like a running joke around here and now it's just become almost like a meme and I refuse to cover a Saturn game just out of spite, but I have no problem with the Sega Saturn. It's, it's right there with the Panasonic 3DO, the Atari Jaguar, and, uh, I don't know, all those other loser systems. It's fine. I, <laughs> that's all it is. I just, I just rag on it to give Saturnian fans, uh, to give the Saturnians a hard time. That's all. Uh, Phil Vau Vau. God, I don't know how to say your last name, Phil Vox. Oh, i be so sick if that's how it's actually pronounced. It's just Vox. That'd be sick. Phil wrote in and said, uh, Hey, so I want to ask about hats. I'm very picky on this style. I prefer FlexFit fit, flex one-size-fits-all types rather than traditional baseball caps or <laughs> trucker hats. What's your opinion? And do you have any suggestions for any online retailers? I would love to get my hand on a Remember the Game FlexFit headpiece. So I do get asked about this quite a lot. If by chance you've never seen an image of me or a stream or our logo or anything... Um, I am, it's almost become a trademark patent pending. I wear a backwards hat. I do it on stage. I've done it since I was a kid. I don't know why. I guess now that I'm almost 40, I'm just trying to hold on to be cool. And for the record, people keep asking me if I'm hiding my bald head. No, I got lots of, it's all white, but I have lots of hair. Um, I just really like wearing hats. I also prefer, I am a, I'm a bit of a hat snob do clothes. I'll wear just about anything I find, but my hats, um, I like the, like, MLB new era like I like my nice fitted ball caps personally I don't mind the flex fit ones either though they're comfortable uh people have been asking me a lot are you ever going to release remember the game hats the problem is that I got it I have to so I partner with teespring to do my merchandise And the reason for that is because I don't have the means to deal with everybody's credit cards. I have no interest in dealing with everybody's credit cards and stuff. Plus, if you don't know, I live in northern Canada and shipping is fucking ridiculous. To give you an idea, uh, for me to just ship a lanyard outside of Canada, you're talking about like almost 20 bucks to ship a lanyard so a hat like you'd be paying $25 shipping plus the cost of the hat it I can't charge people $80 uh for hats so spring has been talking about adding hats to their lineup I'd have to order one and make sure it's not garbage before I ever tried selling them uh but yeah I get asked that a lot are you ever going to sell hats um if the right opportunity comes along we might look at it but I won't sell something unless I think it's half decent As it is, the podcast is crappy enough. I don't want our merchandise to reflect our podcast. So I, uh, yeah, nothing nothing on on the plate right now, on my plate right now, but never say never. If I come up with the right option and the right opportunity, I'll make sure to let you know. As far as uh, suggestions for any online retailers, I only buy like new era caps and I actually don't buy mine online because I like the like the fitted fitted hats. And just because a hat says that it's seven and five eighths, which is the size I wear, because I have a big head, uh, doesn't mean it'll actually fit as a seven and five eight. So I actually only buy them in the stores. I'm, I'm a pussy like that. I have to go to the store and put it on my fat head before I buy it. So sorry, I don't have any more advice for you, Phil, but keep on rocking hats. Cause they're important. The world needs more hat wearers. Uh, where was I? DBXJ wrote in and said, Hey, Hey, first time letter time. If it qualifies, all right, I'll let that go. What's your thoughts on games as a service? Well, I get that it brings more content to a specific series of game, like Destiny, Warfare, Grand Theft Auto Online. And while that can be fun, I feel it can limit the creativity side of gaming industry and we see less and less new IPs over time in favor of just milking established properties instead. So I agree. I don't really play any of those service games like Destiny, uh, Warzone, Grand Theft Auto Online, those types of games, but I understand what you're saying. And I do kind of... As it gets 22, right? Because on one hand, I agree. Like, there's some talented studios that are stuck just fucking working on these, like, rinse and repeat service games where they're just rolling out new weapons and stuff. And I'm not dunking on those games. I'm just saying that they are doing the same thing over and over. And you're right. Sometimes it's like, well, what could you do if they just had three years to make a brand new game instead of constantly just servicing this fucking service game that they're they're working on? On the other hand, those service games make a lot of money. And I, whether we all like it or not, like, game developers, they're not doing it. I mean, some are doing it for the love of the game pun unintended but a majority of them are doing it because it's business and it's to make money and that's where the money is is on the rinse and repeat those service games so i see both sides of it db i will say i do think we may see less and less new ips over time from those big studios but i think this is and i beat the indie game drum all the fucking time this is where in my opinion indie games are filling that gap. I think indie games are coming along. They're cheaper for you to try. They're cheaper for them to make so they can try more things. Gamers can buy one for 20 bucks instead of plunking down 70 or $80 for a brand new game and give something new a shot and see whether they like it or don't, don't like it. Uh, I do think as time goes on, it's it's already there and it's just going to get worse. We'll see less and less new stuff from the big AAA studios. It'll either be those live service games. It'll be sequels to games that already exist, or it'll be your annualized franchises, Uh, which, you know, when you look at something like Pokemon, maybe that's not necessarily a good thing, and we'll get there in just a minute. But I I think indie developers are going to be the ones that step up and try new things and invent new franchises and stuff like that. And I'm never going to stop beating that drum. Truth be told, there was a time where I really wanted to launch an indie podcast, an indie gaming podcast. Um, it's still something that I would like to do someday. I just can't imagine I'll ever. I don't know if I can do four gaming podcasts a week. I don't know if I've got time to do another one, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's – I I guess I just keep repeating myself. But indie indie devs are, are going to have to step up and fill that void. Because unfortunately, you're right. As games become more and more expensive and the overhead for these giant studios gets higher and higher, they've got to have that that consistent, reliable source of revenue. And unfortunately uh, – well, I wouldn't say unfortunately because I'm not saying, again, there's nothing wrong with service games. But service, those games are – that's where the money is now, you know. So if you don't like them, then unfortunately. I guess if you do like them, then fortunately. So thanks, DB, for riding in. Crash Override said, Hey Adam, I just finished your top SNES games expansion pass, and I'll be damned if it wasn't one of the most nostalgic pieces of media I've ever consumed. You're doing the Lord's work, sir. Keep it up. Thank you, Crash. For me, the SNES console was the golden age of gaming. I honestly feel that in the current age of microtransactions and buggy releases, that no other system, past, present, or future, will ever compare to the magic that the SNES captured. With that said, there's a lot of deep cut games on this Nest that rightfully cannot make a top ten list. Games like Blackthorn, Shadow. Rod Duke Newcomb and Super Tennis, fucking Super Tennis. Oh God, there's a very vocal group in our community that'll be all about fucking Super Tennis. Uh, don't really punch in a Mario slash Zelda weight class, but can still hold their own when the gloves come off. What deep cut SNES games are on your playlist? So I had to think about this. What my deep cut SNES games? Because at first I was like, I don't know if I've got any. Is Secret of Evermore considered a deep cut? Because I like Secret of Evermore a lot. There's this game called Pieces. I don't know if any of you know it. We had it when we were kids. It's a puzzle game. Literally like jigsaw puzzles. And it's you versus like computer opponents. Think like punch out, super punch out type thing. You're both building the same puzzle. And then you both get like items that you can use on the other, other, uh, your opponent's puzzle. And you can get like a little broom that comes along and removes pieces that they have to put back. You can get like things that cover up certain pieces and stuff like that. It's a really fun. I played that all the time when I was a kid. Pieces. It's a fucking awesome game. The Lost Vikings, which actually has an episode of the podcast is rad shout out to claymates which is on snes online on the switch and nobody plays it because it looks like a crappy cheap diamond dozen game uh that's a fun little platformer where you are like a ball of clay and as you touch different balls of clay you turn into like different animals made of clay and they all have abilities that's a fun game too those would probably be a few of my deep cuts that i never really talk about other than the lost vikings which got its own its own episode great fucking game but yeah shout out to pieces man i love that game Uh, Thanks, Crash, for writing in. JB Sharps said, hey, Adam, in your eyes, you should say I, I can't see out of the one. But hey, Adam, in your eyes, how old does a game have to be to be considered retro? When I initially think of a 20-year-old game like Sly Cooper, I think to myself, no way in hell is that a retro game. However, if I ask myself the same about Super Mario Bros. in 2005, my response is, of course, it's retro. Kind of blows my mind to think of Sly Cooper as a retro game. Is 20 years your magic number? Truth be told, for a long time, yeah, it was. Now, I've kind of been thinking about it, And I've kind of dropped the number when it comes to retro games. And I just kind of go with like, if it's a game you grew up playing and now say you're out of high school, you're in your mid twenties or older. If it's a game you grew up playing, that's retro to you, right? Like I was playing Xbox 360 in my twenties, but I know for a fact, we have some listeners that were playing Xbox 360, PS3, the Wii in like elementary school. And now they're out in the world working and i don't know fucking millennialing it up or whatever the fuck it is they are i don't know if they're are they millennials i don't fuck anyways the point being uh yeah i, I agree with you like in, in, in 2005 i would have said super mario brothers is retro it seems weird to call a 20 year old game retro now so for the sake of the show i cut it off at the wii xbox 360 ps3 era for myself i look at the ps2 original xbox gamecube dreamcast era and further back like, I still have a hard time looking at Xbox 360 games and Wii games as retro, but I know to some of our listeners now they are, so I, I go by that that standard. I hope that makes sense, kind of a pussy answer, but there you go. Because I think it depends, right? It, it, it goes person by person. Uh, and finally, before we move on, it's letter time, it's letter time, and Mecha Robo Hamster was one of few that wrote in about the new Pokemon games and said, Hey Andy, I wanted to know your thoughts on the whole Pokemon Scarlet and Violet debacle. I know that for the most part, Nintendo has always been good about releasing published games. That said, could this be a new trend for Nintendo? I know you've always said that Nintendo always releases a finished product, but maybe the times have changed. Anyways, keep up the good work. Yeah. Now I got to preemphasize. I got to say, I have not played Pokemon Violet or Scarlet, so I'm not going to rip into them too hard. All I know are the clips I've seen online and, I mean, you can do anything online, right? Like, you can make this podcast look good online. It's it's the internet. Um, that said, it is painfully obvious that while Scarlet and Violet might be fun, they're not done. They're buggy, they're choppy, they're, they're not done. They were clearly... I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Those games were rushed out to get out in time for the holidays because Pokemon prints money. Um... Y- so I guess that's my thought on it is I think it's ridiculous I think Pokemon is the biggest fucking media franchise on the planet and I think it's it's I frankly consider it borderline unacceptable that those games were released in the shape that they are it's and i'm not saying they're not fun i haven't played them a lot of my friends that are playing them are saying the gameplay is fun it's just that the game looks like shit and it chops and it's not done and i and i, I don't think that's acceptable especially for a company that like dude you could release pokemon on january 2nd and it would still print money they just wanted to get it out with time for the holidays it had to be their big holiday title they wanted to print money they got it out as far as is it becoming a new trend for nintendo i don't Now I'm speaking kind of out of my ass here because I know Game Freak makes the Pokemon games. I know Nintendo is one of the publishers. I don't know how much Nintendo has to do with releasing the game before it's done and listen i am a nintendo fanboy but i'm not defending them on this i have no doubt that they were at least a big role in, in getting this game i there's no if nintendo had said no that game's not done you're not shipping it yet it would not have shipped i have no doubt of i i no doubt in my mind that nintendo had a lot of say in whether that game came out so as far as i'm concerned well game freak has to wear most of the egg on their face for developing this game and getting it out like this nintendo's got to share some of the blame because nintendo this was a fuck up I don't care. This, this was a fuck up. It should not have been released like this yet. Uh, that said, like I still can't think of too many other Nintendo games I've played where it's been like this. Like where it's, you know, like I was disappointed in Mario Strikers. I was disappointed in Mario Golf. I'm not going to say that all their games are perfect, but traditionally they do release a polished game. This was not at all. Uh, I think it's embarrassing. And so I don't know if I would say the times are changing. I think they saw a chance to cash in on a holiday schedule. I think they saw that... A PlayStation at least had a big game in God of War Ragnarok. Xbox did with Starfield until it got delayed. And I think they said we need to have a game out there and Pokemon was it. And I think if this game had been scheduled to release in September, they would have delayed it a couple of months and cleaned it up. But I think because they wanted to get it out for the holidays, it came out in the shape that it's in. And again, I'm not defending it. I'm not excusing it. I think it's a joke. And uh, my question is, we've gotten so much... Is Pokemon entering... Call of Duty Madden territory where it doesn't matter what releases it's going to sell a billion copies we just broke this down on game patch four of the top 10 selling switch games of all time are Pokemon and Pokemon Legends Arceus is number 11 so five of the top 11 and we're getting like it feels like we're getting a new Pokemon game every fucking four months now uh are they entering that annualized it doesn't matter how good it is we know it's going to sell a billion copies that's that's my big concern is with that Cause that's not cool. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I haven't played it, so it's hard for me to really rip on it too hard. But I, I think it was really I, I think they should all be embarrassed of the product that they've put out. And again, not saying it's not fun to play. It just And I don't care about graphics, but I do care about like pop, like fucking popping and, you know all the glitches and shit like that that are popping up online. That's, I, I mean, Pokemon's never been known for like their world-class graphics. Right. And I know we all want it. You're, I don't think we're ever going to get it at this point. And that is what it is. Uh, but like there, there's no excuse for the fucking horrible frame rates and stutters and bugs and shit that are coming in the biggest goddamn franchise in media. It's fucking ridiculous. So, and I think some people, frankly, and I, I, again, Nintendo fanboy here, I think some people are giving it a pass because it's Pokemon. I do. I, I think, if, if a Mario game came out like this, I would be tempted to do the same thing. But I, I think we all destroy Madden. We all destroy Call of Duty. We all destroy these big manualized franchises when they release a subpar release. And I think Pokemon is getting a pass by some people. I think a lot of people are calling them out. But some people are, are, are lighting them up. That said, it's still selling like gangbusters. So I don't think Game Freak cares. They can't hear you over their fucking money counting machines. So anyway, we gotta move on. That'll do it. Thanks everybody for writing in. Uh let's move let's let's switch things up and let's get to our smash hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It's play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. Remake one as a modern game. The third is erased from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get there in just a minute. And this week, I decided to go with three of the most requested PS2 games that we get here at Remember the Game Industries. We got Metal Gear Solid 3, Silent Hill 2, and Kingdom Hearts. And we had almost 100 comments from our patrons this week, which is a big, we don't usually get that many. And it was, the poll was fucking insane. Listen to this. Two options tied for the win at 23% of the vote, and a third option had 22% of the vote. So 23%, 23%, 22%, and each of the three had a different one of those three games listed as their play game. So this vote was all over the place. 23% of you said, play Metal Gear Solid 3, remake Silent Hill 2, erase Kingdom Hearts. 23% of you also said, play Kingdom Hearts, remake Silent Hill 2, erase Metal Gear Solid 3. And then 22% of you said, play Silent Hill 2, remake Metal Gear, erase Kingdom Hearts. So it was tight all around my favorite play one remake one erase one ever just because of how tight the boat was let's see what a few of you had to say here and then i'll tell you what the right answer is uh rotby wrote in and said this may be the hardest play one remake one erase one i've ever seen you do because the games are so vastly different that i'd assume many hot dogs have played two but not played the third depending on which genres they prefer i'm gonna play snake eater remake kingdom hearts and erase silent hill but i'm willing to bet that's the least picked option for the record the least picked option was play silent hill 2 Remake Kingdom Hearts, erase Metal Gear Solid 3. 8% of the vote. That was the least picked. But yeah, it is tough, Rodby. I get it. I haven't played any of these games, and I think it's tough. Uh, Sean Holder wrote in and said, first time blower, legitimately. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I like hearing that. Uh, I'm torn because Kingdom Hearts was the very first game I ever played on the PS2, and the other two I haven't played. So I'm going to play Kingdom Hearts. The other installments can fuck off. I'm going to remake Silent Hill 2 because Silent Hill is the only franchise that still/slash should have a legacy to it, and I'm going to erase Metal Gear Solid 3. I never really got into Metal Gear Solid past Part One, and I had no interest in the franchise ever since." I get up, dude, fucking play Metal Gear Solid 2 and you'll never want to fucking go back. That's how I, I fucking hate that game. So I get you, Sean. Ethan Brundine said, I'm going to play Silent Hill 2 because I just recently played the first one this Halloween and I found the lo-fi nature of the PS1 added to the eerie atmosphere. I agree with that. Remake Metal Gear Solid 3, I've never played it so I might as well in a modern context. And erase Kingdom Hearts, I played it once, found it very aggravating and only ill has come on the world since. Only ill has come on the world Since Ethan played Kingdom Hearts. That's why I won't play it. All of you that keep asking me to. I'll explain in a second. In case you don't know. Uh, But see. It's like opening Pandora's box. Stupid opening Goofy's, Goofy's box. Stupid Monkey however. Said play Kingdom Hearts. Because it's still a banger. Remake Silent Hill 2. Imagine that atmosphere. With the new technology and gaming. And erase Metal Gear. It's the only one I haven't played. And I was never going to anyways. That's fair enough. Be careful with Kingdom Hearts though. And Blue Yoshi said, play Silent Hill 2 since I never have. Remake Kingdom Hearts because I played it for a while but that was years after it was made. and I had a hard time getting used to the controls. And Erase Metal Gear Solid 3. Great game but one's got to go. And then, they, and then they said, sorry Snake. Snake? Snake, I can hear that in my head because I suck so hard at Metal Gear. Uh, I'm actually going with one of the options that tied for the win this week at 23. percent As did um, I forget who said I'd play Metal Gear Solid 3 because I never have. I'd remake Silent Hill 2 because it's happening and I'm excited about it and it's an experience I want very badly. And erase Kingdom Hearts because I've never liked those games. I bought the PS3 version and that very night. My daughter thought my PS3 was hungry for pennies and fed it a whole bunch. So I like that you're erasing Kingdom Hearts because your daughter put pennies in your PlayStation 3. I feel. Feel like that is absolutely the fault of kingdom hearts and that's a reasonable uh reasoning uh, i myself agree with um i forget i'll play metal gear solid 3 because i keep hearing about it and i think the internet might riot if i erase it without playing it so i will play it at some point i'm gonna remake silent hill 2 because the internet might riot if i stop that remake so i, I can't I, like the internet has basically forced my hand i have to play metal gear i have to let the remake of silent hill 2 happen and i'm gonna erase kingdom hearts because some people just want to watch the world burn and that's me. I For anyone that wants me to play it, I just don't want to. I don't like RPGs very much. I don't like Disney. And I'm worried that I'm not going to like Kingdom Hearts. And the backlash will be the death of Remember the Game. So rather than risk it, I'm just not going to play Kingdom Hearts. So for anyone wondering, I'm sorry, not sorry. I'm just not going to play it. That way we don't have uh, an explosion here at Remember the Game Industries. Okay. Thanks, everybody. What have I been playing? We're running late. Then we're going to get into fucking Sly Cooper here. Uh, I've been playing Sonic Frontiers. Oh God, I got a lot to fucking save that game. I'll save it for an expansion pass. Uh, I've been playing God of War Ragnarok. Oh God, I got a lot to disable that game in very different ways. And I will talk about that on a future episode of Expansion Pass. And I've been playing Lundra from the PS1. I've been playing it on my backwards compatible PS3 to get ready for an upcoming episode of the show. Uh, quite like it. That'll be an episode, potentially that'll be two weeks from now, if I can get it done in time. Uh, quite digging it. That's really all I've been Oh, and I started playing Castle Crashers for an upcoming episode. That game fucking slaps. But those are all for then. This is now. Let's talk Sly Cooper. I like to give you folks a chance to sign off on the or sound off on the game we're talking about before my guests and I hog the microphone. Astro Alpica wrote in and said, "Very sly of you to keep this game under wraps." Checkmate, Astro. You get to the square. I like that. Uh Gary Zelinski said uh I literally remember playing this for the first time in 02 or 03. I was 10 or 11. Absolutely loved the game and I got addicted along with my friend. We played it together for hours. All of the games are great, even if a bit childish and corny. Sly Cooper 2 Band of Thieves is my personal favorite. I will say, now that I'm done, number one, I cannot fucking wait to play Sly Cooper 2 Band of Thieves. It probably won't happen until next year. I cannot fucking wait to play that game, though. Draven R. Schultz, that sounds like a wrestling name, wrote in and said, It's like Christmas came early this year. I'm super excited that you, Mr. Blank, decided to talk about One Of if not the best game of my childhood. So many great qualities about this game from the animations of the characters to the witty banter between Sly and his friends and foes. I have so many good memories tied up in this game that nowadays I play it a few times a year from start to finish. The clue bottles well, sometimes tricky to find were probably my favorite side quest to finish just because of the awesome power-ups you got. Super stoked that you finally covered this game. Can't wait to hear what you say, Adam. I promise you it is like 99.9% positive too. I love this fucking game. Dusty Salad said two years ago I bought a PlayStation Vita and I experienced the Sly Cooper series for the first time time. This is a game that has moved into my top 20 ever. The cel-shaded graphics still look great today and the story and characters have so much charm. It's really a shame Sony's not supported the continuation of the series past the PS3 era. I much prefer the first game in the series for its level-to-level type gameplay over the open worldish style of the sequels. I agree. Fucking, we get into this too. It drives me up the goddamn wall that we aren't still getting Sly Cooper games. Our Jacket, Daxter, or fucking insert your favorite dead PlayStation franchise here. And finally, DP Pooper. Wrote in and said, does D.B. Cooper Cooper like Sly Cooper, signed D.B. Pooper? Uh, Yes, I would assume D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper is a man of class. I think he would like Sly Cooper. As do I, as does Darren, and it's time for us to fucking talk about it. I'm going to queue up some Sly Cooper music. There it is. And when it stops, Darren and I are going to talk Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus, which originally released in North America on the PS2 on September 23rd, 2002. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Okay, so, uh, I have been hyping this episode up for some time now, as I guess I've probably already explained during the intro, this is the mystery game, and I would argue this is one of the three games I get requested the most around this dump these days, it's this, it's Metal Gear Solid 3, and it's Kingdom Hearts, and Metal Gear Solid 3, maybe someday, Kingdom Hearts, probably never, but Sly Cooper fucking happened. And Darren, even before it was cool for listeners to bother me to cover this game, you have been on me to cover this game. You let me copy. Yeah. You were like, play this game, play this game. I'm so excited about this. I guess I should do my job and be polite and kick the show off by saying, how, uh, my guess is weak as my pal Darren. How, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm so fucking good, buddy. This game, Darren, holy shit. I, I don't even know where to start. I, I adore this game. I, 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 I I didn't plan on playing it. I planned I was just fucking around with it one night and then I completely fell in love and I just obsessively snuck in sessions of it every time I could. And uh I I don't think I have a single major complaint about Sly Cooper. This game is just almost perfect. Almost I, perfect. I,
1: I, I would agree. I would agree. And one thing I found is like, as you know, I've been like uh really pushing the like ratchet and clank and crash yeah. bandicoot spiral like those are those are my types of games and this is as well but what i realized about playing this now 20 years after it's been released is like i think it might be better than ratchet and clank i don't know and ratchet and Clank's like one of my favorites sure. and it's like i've I played through i think it's also because there's a lot more versions of that game that i've played but when i've been playing this one just now kind of reminding myself what it was like i was like this is really good, dude. I, yeah, it's so. I mean, I mean, I
0: don't know if it's. I'm not entirely sure why, but like to me on the PS1, I've always considered Spiral the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot kind of side by side, like they're just you know what I mean. Like I, I you, it's hard to talk about one without talking about the other. And when yeah. I think of the PS2, it's Ratchet and Clank, Sly Cooper, and Jack and Daxter. Like those three franchises are always just kind of intertwined with each other. Yeah. I don't know, like you know, and uh, and I love uh, Jack and Daxter. And for everyone that keeps asking, yes, we are going to cover Jack and Daxter eventually. I promise. I love that game. And, uh, now that I've started playing the ratchet and clank games, I'm a huge fan of ratchet and clank, but I can, I can not only say maybe I can definitively say that as much as I like Jack and Daxter and ratchet and clank, uh, I liked Sly Cooper better. I, this might now be my favorite PS2 game period. Like I just, I can't wait to play the other two. I, and I'm playing There's it for the also first, one on
1: the PS three as well. Right.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. playing it now for the first time in 2022, I was like, it's still the art style holds up the controls, hold up the music, the sound effects, the voice acting. I was like, I, it, it is, you could release, they could have released this today, today it for 80 like, bucks, with- the way it looked, everything I would have paid the $80 and I would have been like, yeah, that was great. That was totally worth every penny. Like, yeah, fucking it's so I just, we're going to get into it. I just
1: had to set the table and say I'm so I'm in love the with topic, this game. On the topic of the graphics, as I was playing it on the PS2, I was like, this looks way better than I thought it would have. And then I jumped onto YouTube and looked up a couple videos of like the direct comparisons between the PS2 and the PS3. It's like almost non-existent they look almost exactly the same yeah and it's super super clean like the i think it's kind of like the animation like graphic art style uh that makes it hold up so so well because when you look back at like uh ratchet and clank or jack especially jack and Daxter, where they're really trying to uh dive into this whole 3d open world type kind of moving around thing yeah and it kind of looks kind of pixely and 20 years later it's like yeah you can tell that it was uh you can tell that it was kind of like an older game on an older system Sure. but with this one what they kind of did was they almost had like this 2D-ish art style in like a 3D inv- and it just it looks so clean yeah it's, uh, I, I can't i
0: i mean i'm sure there are other games out there with this art style but like off the top of my head i can't think of one And yeah, if you've never played it and you're listening to this, like just look up some clips of Sly Cooper. It really does, it's easy to say games look like cartoons, but like this really, really looks like a cartoon. And there's something about the, the, I don't know. Yeah. There's something about the art style and the animation of it. Cause you're right. Like, listen, PS1 and Nintendo 64 games, like, you know, we all love the era, the era of it and everything, but like. I think most of us can agree. Those are <laughs> they some ugly games in that era. And the PS2, they're coming around. Things are looking better. They're starting to figure it out. They're smoothing the edges. They don't look like Lego bricks walking around anymore and stuff like that. But you're right. Like I played the original Ratchet and Clank not too long ago to get ready for an episode of the show. And it was great. But it, you could tell. I'm like, this is a little bit older. Like you said. Uh, this game, I, I... I I don't know, I, I'm assuming it just has to be th- because of the kind of unique art style, it's just, it's aged so well. But you're right. Well, like, like they it- kept
1: it so simple. Like, you yeah. notice that there isn't a ton of, you never actually see the characters in the game talking. Like, it's always either like the, uh, like, whereas in Ratchet and Clank you do, right. Jack and Daxter you do, and it's kind of like they kept this kind of simple thing and saved the talking and dialogue for either, like, those cut scene those animated cut scenes where they're kind of telling the story or the um little tv window conversations between sly and bentley or whatever like they really kept it so simple on what the appearance looked like and instead of trying to blow everyone away with how advanced it was back 20 years ago they kept it simple and i think that's why it's so clean now
0: yeah it's it's stunning like i i I was I really legitimately was shocked at how good it looked. I was like, this is flawless. And I mean, I have seen a couple, because I looked up some reviews after I finished it, just to be like, did everybody love this as much as me? Seems like for the most part, people did. There was some complaints about the length of it, which we can get into, because I guess that is semi-fair. It's a little short, but that's not the end of the world to me. Um, Some people did bring up the occasional frame rate issue, which I did find toward the end of the game, but never anything close to unplayable or... Or anything like that. I actually thought for the most part it handled very smooth. I guess if we're talking about complaints. My one. In quote unquote complaint. Is that it's so smooth to play. There were the uh, occasional. op. there, There were a few instances where I took damage. Just because like I wasn't entirely sure how close I was to an enemy. You know what I mean? Like it was so smooth that like it almost felt like I couldn't tell if I was even hitting the enemies or if they could hit me or if they were hitting me. And it's not even so much a complaint as it is an observation. Some games you play them and they just feel solid when you make contact with an enemy. This one almost feels like everything just kind of glides through each other. Do you know what I mean? Well, and not a yeah. complaint. It just, that that's really the only thing I can think of is there were a few instances where I took damage. Cause I was like, Oh, I guess I, my attack didn't land and their attack did. And I couldn't really tell. But there's well, not a big you, focus on combat in this game as a whole to begin with. So it's not
1: that's not a big deal. It's it's you know. I just this unrelated, sort of related, uh have you taken a look at the new Pokemon game that was released? Uh, I've seen How it, yeah. the hell was that released three days ago? Dude, I'll, I'll also and... say I'll say the
0: same for Sonic <laughs> Frontiers that I'm playing right now and shit's just like, popping how that in released all over the Three
1: place. days ago, and it looks like that like absolute dumpster fire. And then this was released 20 years ago and looks better than that. Yeah, yeah. You're like you can't say it's the the hardware or the oh well it's because it's a Nintendo Switch. The PS2 is 20 years old. Yeah, like it's how can you even like I don't understand how you can have a game like that come out look like absolute trash, and then have this come out and look so smooth, so clean like minimal glitches and stuff and it looks i don't know it's no agreed
0: 100 percent agreed i'm
1: like yeah. you guys
0: know like any of you that listen to this podcast with any regularity i rarely get into the developers and I'm, i don't consider myself to be the most knowledgeable gamer in the world i just like playing video games but like i know this is a sucker punch game and while i'd never played sly cooper i, I love the infamous games i was a massive fan of ghost of tsushima i know sucker punch knows their way around a video game and to go back and play something like this, like you go back and play like the early Crash Bandicoot games and they're good, but it's like, you're like Naughty Dog really hit their stride once they got into the Uncharteds and the Last of Uses. And Sucker Punch, I would argue, they really hit their stride with Infamous. But uh, but then I played this and I was like, I I actually think I like this better than Infamous. Like, I'm like, dude, this is a great, very talented studio. Frankly, a little bit underrated of a studio. Like this is... You're right. It's and I and I anytime we talk about an old game that still runs well, I say that like that's 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 a that's a big deal because there's a lot of old games that they've not they've aged like fruit. And this one I was like this is if you've never played it everybody, it's on PS Plus. We're going to get into the actual game and the details and stuff, but like I I beg you, give this a shot because it is I would swear this was a PS4 game like outside of like maybe not like a full price ps four games it's a little short and a little primitive but it looked and played as good as anything i've played in the last 10 years and it's 20 years old it just i'm fucking floored man and i was so scared that this whole game was going to be stealth cop because i hate stealth games uh and well, you know you are like a cat stealth- burglar
1: but it's it has it's, a, it's it has not stealth components to it
0: but fun stealth it's not shitty stealth it's all like the like, dude, the way that you can do things like, so okay, quickly, if you've never played it, you control this. Uh, is he a raccoon? Yeah, he's uh, a raccoon. Yeah. yeah, this raccoon who's like a cat burglar. His name is Sly Cooper, and he, his family, he comes like from a long line of uh thieves, and they have like a book all the the Thievius Raccoonus, which is all about how to steal, I guess. And uh, it gets stolen, ironically. And so he's out with his two friends, a a turtle named Bentley, and the hippo, uh, Murphy. Murray. 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 And such uh, a
1: Murray character, too, right? Yeah, totally. Totally named Murray. Fucking totally. Look like, yeah. And and
0: basically, the three of them are out to get all the pages of his book back. And uh, it's not as stealth. Like I was really worried it was all just gonna be stealth play. But the only stealth components are like trying to avoid alarms that if you set off like they're not it's not like metal gear solid hide in the shadows super deep stealth it's like oh there's bright spotlights on the ground as you're running down a path don't step in those spotlights like those types it's fun stealth, you know um yeah one of my favorite things about this game is whenever you do something like when he like hugs a wall and like tiptoes along an edge and it it makes that that stupid like bump 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 bump. yeah i wrote that like like
1: like Peter Griffin from Family Guy, that bop, 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 bop. yeah, that's exactly
0: yeah. what it is. Yes, yeah. Uh, what a down. great like, and even just that because I really don't enjoy stealth, but I was like, even just that kept me entertained. Maybe that speaks to my uh intellect level when this stupid little sound effect kept me entertained. But I was having so much fun just listening to that dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Um, I yeah, man, I. Oh fuck. I, I I'm like I'm almost at a loss of where to start when I
1: get into the gameplay. So, I, I love it so what, much. One thing I really liked that like I know when you played through Ratchet and Clank, one of your complaints were the controls, right? Yeah. Like you said they're kind of janky and kind of sloppy and stuff. Yeah. And for this one, it's like they were kind of released at the same time. I actually think this might have been a little was this one year before Ratchet and Clank? I think mm-hmm. anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But like uh the controls are perfect they really like it's not you you're not really uh you're not accidentally getting lost in the actually there's a couple times when you're being chased by carmelita fox where it's like no i want it to be the camera would move to a way i wouldn't want it to move but that's not huge but like the controls overall were pretty good yeah i like i like that whole kind of aspect where if there was something i'd interact with differently whether it be like leaning up against the wall or jumping on like a little sharp point or whatever you press the circle button to acknowledge that you're jumping to a different spot. That's not just on flat land. Right. So I did like that, that kind of, you didn't have to worry about the precision of, Oh, I got to get this jump. Perfect. It's like, no, you, you press the jump button, you press the circle button. You're good. Right. Get not, in the vicinity,
0: like press circle and yeah, and he'll interact yeah, with yeah. whatever
1: he has to interact with. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I like yeah. that too.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I, I just would say, I agree with you. Yeah. It, it controls, um, I don't want to like, here's the thing is like, I saw some people criticizing the difficulty to me, it walked a perfect line because it wasn't, this is not the hardest game I've ever played, but it wasn't like autopilot easy either. Um, and I think the controls played a big role in that. Cause you're right. The controls are, they're not overly complicated, but he like Sly can do an awful lot. Like as you play through the game, you unlock more abilities and Sly's got these abilities to, like, hug a wall and sneak around it. Or like Darren said, you can land on, like, a, like the top, like, point of, like, a tower and just, like, you know, perch on it Spider-Man style. And all you have to do is hit circle and he'll land on it. Um, he can use, he's got that awesome cane of his with the hook on the end. And you can use it to, like, slide down, you know, banisters and all that kind of stuff. And it they, they put an awful lot into a very basic control scheme without
1: making it feel dumbed down. You know how you were talking about, like, just dumb things that kept you entertained? Yes. Like the Peter Griffin bump up. Uh For me, whenever he was climbing, he put the cane in his mouth like a raccoon. And yeah. I just thought it was hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he just, yes. Like, he's <laughs> just holding on to the cane in his mouth like he's like a dog or like a raccoon. And he's just climbing. And it's like, I don't know why, but that just, like, tickled me every time yeah.
0: I saw it. it no, and it, and it was always so <laughs> smooth. It never looked, like, broken or fake. It just, uh. So good. I I love that he's got his two buddies, too. Like, I will say, Murray, I didn't hate Murray, but Murray, I, I didn't, I could take or leave Murray. If they kill Murray off in the second game, I can live with that. Uh, I assume they don't. But Bentley's awesome. Bentley's, because I'm a Donatello from the Ninja Turtles guy, and Bentley's yeah. the Donatello. But the. the No, no,
1: no. Bentley is is the guy from The Simpsons who has the voice like this, Crown.
0: Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) yeah, you're right. And the way the three of them, like, all the. Like, there's something about the voice acting in this game where, like, Bentley's got such an over the top fucking nerd voice, but it works. And Murray's got, like, the big, dumb, lovable oaf voice, and it works.
1: There's something about Sly's voice where, like, it's very. I feel it's very similar to Ratchets. Actually, I had to check to make sure it wasn't the same guy. Yeah, it is kind of. Yeah, you're actually, right. It okay. is kind of. It, it's, go, go it
0: like ahead. it's dry, but it works. Like it fits his. It gives him a little bit more personality, and it really fits. Like the way that he just says everything so cool and calmly and to
1: the point. And um, um I like that. So, with the uh, since we're talking about the characters, I can't help but think like if they ever do remake. A sly cooper game they're probably gonna space jam up carmelita fox like they did Lola Bunny. oh yeah <laughs> because like as it stands now i feel like this game is kind of like a wet dream for furries <laughs> yeah you're right it is so you're right. No, no offense to any of i'm sure some of your viewers are out there in that demographic but like it's just you're just kind of seeing the whole uh like the interactions between sly and carmelita fox all i could think of is like if this game was made today I think they would maybe tone down the sexuality. Just a little, considering everything else is so childish. Around the stereotypical spicy Latina that is uh, Carmelita Fox. You're right. this is weird. I, this is a. This must be giving a furry some complex, <laughs> complicated feelings right now. Like I
0: never, uh, I never thought of it, but you're right. For a game that is so nothing else about it is mature at all. Like everything else about it is like a. It's a children's cartoon show. Like I'm uh,
1: watching this and I'm like, I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. <laughs> like, just... But I, I liked her. I
0: actually like the level. So if you don't know, yeah, there's this like cop and she's a fox and. She's very attractive, and Sly is clearly fox, very. Sly yeah. uh, is very, Sly is very uh, attractive Smitten. to her, <laughs> and uh, and she's chasing him throughout the game. And I love the levels where she shows up, and I think they're very, uh, very ingenious levels where you're running through, and she's constantly shooting this big laser gun at you, and you use the laser gun to trigger things in the level to let you keep moving, and it makes her look like you know like a stormtrooper, like the worst shot of all time. Like she's a useless cop. Uh, but I think those are, I think those are creative levels. And I love at the end where they temporarily, obviously we're spoiling stuff, uh, where they kind of temporarily yeah. team up and he agrees to save her and, and everything like that. But you are right. And I didn't really think about it until you pointed it out. And I'm like for a game where there's literally nothing else mature at all.
1: Oh, but boy, I mean, like even, that. even in like the little cut scenes where it has like random, like newspaper clips and things, it's like, if they refer to it as like, Sexy fox captures bad guys. Like what the? Yeah, fuck?
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh like, Yeah,
0: you're right. It's a little. Yeah, it's just
1: weird. It's just, it's just like, I'm not complaining. Like no, that, not at Wait, all. no. When no. I say like that, that sounds creepy. No, but what? Like, I mean, like, I just think if they remade it today, they would maybe go Lola Bunny Space Jam route with her. Totally.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a different. Yeah, no question. Um, but I like, I like her. I like the main three. Although like I say, Murray is kind of a dipshit, but that's fine. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to say they're bad. I do think the bosses are entertaining enough. Like the five main, the five, uh, the fiendish five, the guys, that the, the people that stole the, the pages of the book. Um, but I, I did, I don't know. I, it's not even a, compl- again, I don't have a single major complaint. I just thought that they, they were, I thought some of them seemed kind of half-assed compared to sly and friends like and i like, thought most of the boss fights were kind of lame like not terrible but like the one where you fight the fucking fireworks panda or whatever and all he does is like say the name of the four moves he's gonna do and you just he's dodge like, the move and then just
1: be. so you know i'm about to give you a right jab all right yeah
0: and like and it's just like the like there's like a f- stupid frog there's like to me the coolest one was the like uh the Please crocodile
1: the Parappa the Rappa level?
0: Uh, what what do you mean? I haven't played the Parappa the Rappa.
1: Oh, it's basically that. It's like you have to time your oh, button yeah. press with the button, yeah, depending on the beat of the thing and stuff like that. Okay, that one that one actually drove me a little bit crazy, uh, just because like uh, I don't know what it was. So for me, what drove me crazy about it was just like the lack of checkpoints. See, that
0: was my favorite boss fight. Maybe I got to play Parappa the Ratbook. I love that boss fight. But I like that character. Like, she's like this down under or this crocodile or whatever from down under. And she's like, like, and she's fucking, I I don't know. And, like, by fighting you, she's, like, sending this weird, like, mumbo-jumbo magic at you. And, yeah, you've never played it. Like, the four buttons on the PlayStation controller, their logos are coming at you and you have to tap the buttons at the right time to dodge the attack that was my favorite boss fight in the game compared to like that stupid kung fu or that stupid fireworks fucking panda bear or whatever and the rest of them that i thought were just like mash attack uh I, i actually really liked that they changed it that's that's where i wanted to go was like i'm i i usually hate it when games try to shoehorn in weird gimmick levels and stuff but like that boss fight I thought was cool. And I actually found when they did change up the script and you weren't just controlling Sly in a platforming level running through, like when they did racing levels or the levels where Sly was like driving like a shooting cart and stuff, I never really yeah. found any of them obnoxious or bad. Like I, I thought when they did change the script on the gameplay, they never did it in a frustrating or lame or boring way. Like I enjoyed all of those
1: little spins. Yeah. Um, no, I know I did as well. Like um, I, I was trying to write down like the, i didn't even know how to call some of them so like some of those like mini games like you kind of had like the turret guiding murray to safety kind of thing and yeah. there was like the one level that like carmelita was same thing but you were playing as carmelita and then there's this other i didn't know what to call it so i called it the hungry hungry hippos collecting mini game thing oh fuck dude like, yeah, that's yeah. like that was the best thing i could hungry hungry hippos where it's like oh you got these old like like i felt some of them were kind of like I didn't hate them, but they definitely seemed more loaded towards the end.
0: Yeah, they did. Dude, there was one that made me laugh so hard. It's in the final level or the final world or whatever. And fucking Sly Sly gets into this area and I I can't remember exactly what it is, but there's something like 99 computers like on the ceiling. (laughs) and bentley the the brainiac turtle comes on the mic and he's like ah oh, we need at least we need to get 50 of those computers to hack the code and there's these flaming yeah, like- there's flame, there's flaming slugs And then you and there's 99 computers on the ceiling, falling to the ground, and the first team to pick up 50, either yourself or the flaming slugs, wins because you'd have the majority. You need 50 of 99, but it was just so stupid the way he's like, ah, there's exactly 99 computers that we need at least 50, and it was like, just say I need more than them. Like, what a stupid specific number for a stupid. But I and, and not bad. I just thought it
1: was so dumb that it made it awesome. Like I was what I was when I was going through, I'm like, there's no way Bentley's gonna recover anything from these hard drives after they've been smashed. Yeah, no I'm shit, like, right?
0: But like, like, cause yeah, you're right. There's like, there's that one. There's the one where you have to, like the chicken kill chickens, yeah, <laughs> to kill chickens, but then these fucking bomb roosters are just randomly <laughs> running around. <laughs> but, like, it never felt it felt out of place and dumb. But it felt fine. Like, it was fun. It never irritated me. I, I enjoyed it. I just thought it was so stupid. They fucking, also had,
1: like... Go ahead.
0: Wow, I was going to bitch... There's, <laughs> there's fucking the Murray racing levels where Sly will like, call Murray because Murray basically just drives their van around. That's his job <laughs> is he drives around in their van. And I think there's two or three races where you have to do three laps with Murray and win these races to get a key to move on. And... there's one where sly like calls murray and he's like what's going on and murray's like cream i thought ice cream stand and i just wanted a snack and there were four monkeys here and they said if i could beat them in a race they'll give me a key (laughs) and i was like that makes complete sense
1: sure why the fuck not it's so so stupid but it worked (laughs) murray just getting up to these weird shenanigans yeah yeah i was like
0: what the i want to know what murray's up to today Cause like I'm out here trying to save the world, and here's the, or get. My, I guess he's not. He's just trying to get his book back. But here's this it's fucking.
1: Probably, to be honest, it's probably type two diabetes. So that's oh, dude, it's
0: just <laughs> this fucking, like, it's just a pink hippo driving a van going for an ice cream, and then getting challenged to a drag race by a bunch of monkeys. And I'm like, yeah, or fuck it happens
1: it. a lot. He gets challenged to a lot of races. Driving like it's not like he's driving a souped up like like honda civic and people was like oh yeah i want to race that guy he's driving like this
0: like the scooby-doo van yeah <laughs> like the mystery machine or whatever the fuck it was called
1: um so my, my only <laughs> so of all those of all those mini games though the racing one is probably my least favorite like the racing level with dual sticks for control is weird
0: see i didn't i don't know i didn't mind it too much but i i mean yeah like it was probably my least favorite as well but i I didn't hate it as much and that's where i was like that's all i meant like i didn't hate it as much as i thought a lot of these games are at least one of these types of levels patched in that's just so half-assed and none of them play half-assed some of them play better than others but none of them feel like they baked it up in 20 minutes and threw
1: it in the game you know what i mean uh I just did, thought that, Did you I, like did I, you like the uh Bentley kind of asteroids type thing at the end?
0: No, but I hate that yeah. type of shit to be uh, always. I almost yeah. always hate that type. Of, but I beat it on the first try and didn't have to do it again fortunately.
1: I beat so I actually beat it on the first try and then what happened was my game like glitched out. oh fuck. And then not only did it glitch so like basically it like uh I tried to jump like I was chasing Carmelita after whatever, it just like glitched out, and I thought, okay, well, at least I finished that, and then it actually pushed me all the way back to the beginning of the kind of Mission Impossible platformer part again, which I had a lot of problems with. Dude, yes, me, so, yeah,
0: and I and I want to get into that here in just a second. Uh, yeah, talking about that final, uh, like like that final level, I died more, and I'm not complaining about it because I thought it was fun, but I died more times. <laughs> on that final like mission impossible where you're climbing that tower and the lava is coming up underneath you and all that. I died more times there than I did in the rest of the game combined. I think.
1: Oh, I was talking before that part. What part like, are you just talking about? Uh, just before the uh, Bentley asteroid part. Yeah. I can't think where of... you're in the room where, where Carmelita's in like the little like gas. Chamber oh thing.
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you, Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. what. Okay. And I'm going to feel really stupid for saying this. And, uh, I want you to be honest Shoot, how many times did it take for you to realize that the barrel was there?
0: Oh, dude. I, the amount of times that I tried to just like, I, I'll go one step further. I, yeah, I didn't even realize that I could go on the side and go along those, like the, 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 oh. like, the rails. <laughs> I just kept trying to beeline it up the middle and avoid the fucking spotlights. And I was getting, I was like, why do I suck so hard at this? And then finally, I once I saw the the banister on this side and realized like, oh, it wants me to sneak along and up top and get the barrel. I got the barrel the first try, but tell I, I it took me 15 tries before I realized I could go up there and get the barrel.
1: Tell me you skip Bentley's dialogue without telling me you Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was just like, I don't need your help, Turtle. I know what I got to do. Stay out of the spotlights. And yeah, then I, I realized like, I- like, oh no, I need the barrel.
1: I figured it out pretty quickly, but then, like, I didn't even realize that there was a barrel there for probably at least another five, Uh like, I probably went through again. I was like, I don't understand. Like, I went back the way I came. I was like, okay, so can now maybe I can jump beyond that spotlight when I'm perched at the top. Like, I did not even know the barrel was there. Yeah. And, like, for some reason, because, like, you only really see the barrel, I think, in that first world level area right with the whole darts thing yeah I think that was just in the first one so it's been so long since you've had to use a barrel and you're just like i just did not even yeah it did not even like and i it, didn't even think about and it and it's
0: really tucked in back there in the corner like it's easy to yeah. miss yeah so no yeah it looks I, like
1: it just belongs there so yeah i felt stupid so it's that.
0: B- between the two of us if we had been sitting in a room together we might have beat it on the first try Cause you no, would have told me to not run up the middle <laughs> suicide run, and I would have been like, "Well, let's just go get that barrel now that we're up here." And between the two of us, we would have been fine. But no, yeah, because you do that, and then afterwards you have to do the hacking mini game with with Bentley that I I did die on a few times. I didn't hate it as much as I hate some of those things. You're kind of like playing asteroids, but I did find it didn't fight. It didn't quite feel as tight as the rest of the game did. Like I I did die in there quite a few times. Um, but then once you get through there, and you have to do the whole thing where. Sly is, like, climbing that fucking tower with the lava coming up. I loved that part because I love platformers, and I really enjoyed it, but I died on there a lot, man. Like, that was Actually, that I took think me I, some time.
1: I think I got through on the third try on that one. That, um, was, that was tough. But the one thing that's good about this game when you die a lot is eventually they're like, wow, you suck at this game. Have a horseshoe. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you're even worse than we initially thought. Have a golden one. Yeah. It's kind of like with, like, Crash Bandicoot when you get the, like, uh, the ubaguga guy mask thing when you start dying too much yeah or they start throwing you these other checkpoints just because like dude you got to get through this
0: actually dude, you're struggling on that note that'll be my that's a criticism is i i felt the the this game doesn't need lives like i feel like we were getting into an era at this point where lives weren't as necessary and it did frustrate me a couple of times where i would run out of lives and just have to go back and and like. I would would be like, try again. I'd be sure. And then I'd have to redo just like 30 seconds. But I was like, this is, it's not necessary. Like all the, all the progress I made is staying. Like all the bottles I collected, all that stuff is done. You're just making me redo a couple of platforming sections. And I know it's a product of the times, but this was an era where they were starting to phase lives out in games. And I just thought it was again, not Mm -hmm. even a major complaint. I just thought it was a little bit of a nuisance, uh, at a couple of instances, but not not a deal breaker for me, dude. One thing I wanted to go back to quickly. Uh, you brought up those levels where you're escorting Murray and he's running and you're like sniping off enemies. Yeah. Um, the way fucking Murray goes, Oh no. Every time an enemy pops up, just another thing, just like the, bah, 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 bah. every time the way he goes, Oh no. Like he says it every time, every time an enemy pops up and it just made me laugh. I was like, God, you're fucking useless. Murray. All you do is drive this van and you don't even do it very well. Like what a useless piece of shit. But the way he goes,
1: Oh no. Fucking kill. Well, there's me. a reason why his name's like Murray and not like Slater. Or no, something question. Like no question. No like,
0: question. <laughs> What a useless piece of shit.
1: Like, just anyway. No,
0: I, I, but no, I I enjoyed those levels. Uh, I liked some of the, there wasn't a single level. I can't think of like a level or a world that I didn't really enjoy. I I liked the way that like you, you, you kind of go into a little bit of it, it. It's, I don't know if Mario 64 is the first game to do it, but Mario 64 really did write this. And I don't even love that game but it really did write that script of like you've got an overworld and then you go into little side worlds and collect stuff and come back to the overworld like they 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 did it with the peach's castle and jumping into the paintings um i love the way this game did it cuz i thought the overworlds weren't too big or too 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 much exploring like they were kind of tight and nicely fit but then you go into these really done well done kind of linear levels and uh i thought i thought like i don't think there's a single level in the game that i thought felt too big or too small like i thought the timing the spacing Everything was really well done. The world's felt different. It's a lot like
1: Spyro. It was a lot like the original Spyro.
0: Yeah. Um, I think my favorite world was the casino. Oh, me too. Yeah. What, yeah. what I
1: did, sorry. What I was going to say when you're talking about the world thing, what I actually also really liked was how every world had like its preliminary level. Yeah. And it kind of gave you, like, a teaser of what was, like, what sort of enemies, what sort of things. And it was, like, at the very beginning, it wasn't super long, but you kind of had to navigate your way through to get to the, uh, that bigger overworld area. And then, like, I, I just thought that was kind of interesting, where it's, like, you you have to beat that first level before you get yourself into that roaming around area.
0: Yeah. And then you get into the roaming around area and then there's like seven or eight little levels. Each one has a key in it and you have to go in and get the key. Um, yeah. and then you also, so I like, I don't, I, I hundred, I didn't hundred percent it, but I did everything other than the time trials. Like I got oh, every I, I safe. Didn't, I just hate I didn't time get,
1: trials. I didn't get all the safes. So I was like, oh, okay. But the thing that kind of bugged me with the safes for one of some of them was like, by the time I realized it was like not necessary like I didn't really use any of the skills I got from the safe no um but yeah it just kind of like if I knew from the beginning I might have put more of an effort in like every level I did try to get all the bottles but sure. I was like once I realized that it was a thing I didn't bother going back to get the others because like I never actually used any of the uh any of the uh skills yeah that I, from it
0: that's I guess. Keep saying I have no complaint. Like, none of these are major complaints. They're just little things. But in the first couple of levels, like, if you've never played it, in every level, you have to go in and basically beat the level and get a key because you need all the keys to move on. But then also in, in about, I don't know, probably... of the levels. Uh, There's a whole bunch of, like, glass bottles. And if you collect all the glass bottles, they all have, like, little notes in them. And if you collect every glass bottle at a stage, Bentley can figure out the combination to a safe at the end of the stage. And then if you open the safe, usually you get, like, a little extra ability. And sometimes it'll be, like, a new move. Sometimes it'll be, like, oh, now whenever you're near... Uh, coins they'll just come right to you like just little things like that and when I beat the first couple I was like oh dude this is sick I was like I want to get all the new abilities I'm gonna get all these saves and then by the end of the game I realized that like you're right I the the abilities were a neat little concept but they seemed kind of useless like I didn't Mm -hmm. use hardly any I used the slow motion one a couple of times and that was about it like they just I'm like oh I can dive now oh I can roll now and I'm like I, I'm just going to swing my cane. I don't need any dives or rolls. Because every time I tried to dive a roll, I missed and got hit by the enemy instead. So, I'm just going to stick to beating them with my big stick instead. But. So,
1: well, one thing that we were talking about before with, like, kind of the different worlds, I did like, and I know you didn't love the boss fights, but I did like how all the worlds were very, like, well-themed and unique for each boss. Totally. Yeah. Like, I really liked that one in, uh, what they, what was it? It was, like, in Arizona or New Mexico or whatever. Uh, Mesa City. Yeah, anyway. So, like, that one with the casino and stuff, and, like, you had all the, like, the Doberman dogs and all, like, the... They're, like, in their suits, like, just jacked out, like, strutting around. Like, I liked how all the levels kind of really showed the boss as well.
0: Yeah, agreed. Like, yeah, like, the casino was my favorite. I liked the swamp, like, the creepy ghost swamp. I loved the, um... I don't know where, like... Was it up in like the mountains? There were that, all these the, like the tem- one with Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it looked. Go- I usually hate Winter Worlds, but I thought it looked gorgeous. Well, it's um, kind of
1: cool. Like they also had like it just seems like a small thing, but they had like these the like you could randomly interact with the fireworks that were like along the side. Yeah, and like yeah. you hit it with the cane, and you don't get any coins out of it. You don't get it. Just kind of oh look, I just made a little. It was just fun to like set off fireworks.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. yeah, I really enjoy. Yeah, dude, I I um. I agree with you. I thought the level variety was well done. All the worlds felt differently. I like, oh, oh, oh. There's no swimming. There's (laughs) no swimming. That alone, that alone. Maybe that's why I love this game so much. There's no swimming. It was so good. I was like, you finally, finally made a platforming game where you realized swimming fucking sucks. Let's just not do it. That just yeah, bought he- it another point on the scale at the end of the game. I just realized that. Oh, thank Christ! No swimming. I would have been okay with drowning Murray, but other than that, no <laughs> swimming. Like fucking well,
1: Murray's the one that wouldn't drown though. He's a hippo. You're right. I know that's the well. So would the ter- I guess Sly would probably be the one to drown. Well, Sly was very dramatic with his drowning. Like, yeah, dude,
0: I love that death animation where he if you'd fall into water with Sly, yeah, he just like stands straight up and like salutes and just sits straight down. <laughs> yeah, doesn't even put even up a try. Yeah, You're
1: not even going to try
0: to get out? No. I was like, you don't seem like a world-class thief at all. You it, like, Oh, no, it's
1: like maybe is maybe, maybe just like depressed, you know? Like he's not suicidal, but if he falls in water, he doesn't know how much he's going to fight. He's yeah. just going to let it happen. He's like, yeah, ah, well, I had a good run.
0: Uh, yes yeah. but but then I love that if you if you get all the safes at one point you unlock the ability where uh if you fall in water you don't die it just bounces yeah, you back so up good. to where you were I was like oh fuck, <laughs> yeah that's how water should be tackled in video games developers. almost like the
1: rewind like the rewind button on those uh old games yes
0: it was so yeah. perfect I I loved it. I loved it another animation I love is every time you get into a safe uh and you steal a page of the Thievius Raccoonus.
1: you drop the little card oh
0: just the way he drops that little origami looking raccoon face. And like he drops it in so, so, so arrogantly, but so classy. It's so awesome. Just so smooth. Yeah, yeah. it is smooth. Sly's, Sly's a great character. He's so chill. Like I want to be his friend. Like listening to him talk, he just seem like, like Bentley seems like he'd be handy when you have computer problems. And Murray, I don't think I'd want to live around. But Sly just I'll seems be honest. like he'd be a
1: good friend. Adam, Adam, if, if Sly was your friend, you're Murray.
0: Oh no question. I'm totally great. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm not smooth enough to be sly, and I'm not smart enough to be Bentley. Do you need me to
1: drive you somewhere?
0: Yeah. sly? And every time I go up for ice cream, I have to race monkeys for keys. So it's every fucking time. It never fails.
1: Sounds like North. Sounds like North Edmonton to me.
0: <laughs> it totally
1: is North Edmonton.
0: Um, man, I don't know what the fuck else to say. I just I I, I, I there's love this a few game. things. Yeah. What do you a got? Few things
1: that I I I really like. Just some of the different camera angles it gave you, and it kind of would almost like the camera angle would remind you of like just how the whole level is set up like i think it might have been the the alligators world one where it's like you work your way through the bottom and then you start climbing up this kind of like mountain statue thing and then you double back and you see everywhere you just went below you and it's like if you fall you don't die or anything but it's like it's just kind of gives that little bit of a complexity of like oh wow this is where I am like I'm not I'm not continuing in a straight line I'm now doubling back but at a higher level you know you know the part I'm talking about where I just thought that was kind of interesting how like you would have these kind of I don't want to say open world it's not open world it's very limited where you can go but it's like you kind of have this whole area that you can go and then all of a sudden you're like oh I'm now on the second level and I can still see everywhere I went.
0: See yeah, yeah I agree I, like some of those some of those temples up in the mountains did that as well. Like you climb up and then realize like holy shit, I've climbed really high. Um I think that lends itself to the, the great design and how well the game runs when you're right, the levels aren't open world. They're not even really there's not really even that much freedom to the levels, but it feels like there is. And I yeah. think that they do a great job of like that illusion of that you have more freedom than you do. And I think the limited freedom is what allows the game to run so well, because it's really like the bigger the world is the more, the more juice it takes to make it all work. Right. And these Mm -hmm. worlds look a lot bigger than they are. Uh, and you never feel like and you never feel trapped in and it never does that, you know, stupid thing where there's just like painted backgrounds where you're like, you could run up against them, but never get through them. Do you know what I mean? And like, that's more of a PS one era thing. Um, but nothing looks faked in this game. Like everything fits the animation style so well. And I, I agree with you. I love the way you can, especially if you're trying to collect every bottle, I love that you can look back and see a couple of them and be like, oh fuck, there they are. Like it's, it's yeah. There's no pop in or anything just silky smooth.
1: And then the other thing I was just going to mention is like how, we talk about, I feel like almost all the games I review with you, we say this just because of the games I play, but uh, like how it looks like a cartoon. Yeah. And just how they even each one of those levels would have that like opening, almost like Looney Tunes style thing where it's like Sly Cooper in the blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah. It's like still photo. The title screen. And then screens. it would kind of go, yeah. And then it would have like the title screen of the level kind of giving the impression that you are watching a TV show and then it would have like the little narrated like cut scene of that kind of tells the story. Yeah. So I always felt that was kind of cool seeing because I, actually I never like, um, I almost always like to skip through cut scenes, but for this one, I didn't, I just kind of was like, Oh, I kind of want to see what's happening. And you just, and it's not like crazy animation. It's actually a lot of still photos moving with like very primitive, like background to give you the impression that it's like a fully animated thing. But yeah, I just kind of like that whole aspect of it where it has like that that title screen gives you kind of a little bit of a hint of what the level's going to be about and then it has like the little dialogue of Sly Cooper talking about what's happening.
0: Yeah. No, agreed. Yeah, yeah I I really enjoyed the cutscenes as well and they were just like the, again that animation style, man. Like it's just I I just I am so enthralled with this game like I, I i never played a lot of ps2 when the ps2 was big i i've talked about that that was my bar phase i wasn't playing a lot of video games and i've been going back and i have discovered some ps2 games that i miss that i love i love grand theft auto san andreas uh i fucked it i love shadow the colossus bully was awesome ratchet and clank was great but i i I'd have to think about it, but this might be my favorite PS2 game. Like, I was like, just nothing... I Anything we've complained about, I can't speak to you, Darren. Nothing that I've complained about is anything that's even remotely like a strike against the game. They're just tiny little things that I would have changed.
1: Oh, yeah, like, the only complaints that I wrote down, I've already mentioned, and I don't think I've said anything too, too negative. Like, uh, the one thing... Okay, here's the complaint. Why is there only four of these? <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I why listen. Why is there only I why agree. Is there, there's three on the PS2, there's one on the PS3, and that's it?
0: I agree, but I think it's because Sucker Punch moved on to Infamous and then moved on to. It's just like how Naughty Dog doesn't do Jack and Daxter anymore because they have Uncharted in The Last of Us. But it's like, then give it to somebody else. Like, I want, now that I've played one of these, bet your ass I'll play the rest. And I'm like, I want more fucking, I want more Sly Cooper. I want more Spiral the Dragons. I want another Jack and Daxter. We finally got, the only thing that gives me any hope is that we got Crash 4. Like, that is like, and I know they're all different companies and everything, but I'm just like, maybe, maybe there's hope that we're going to see more from these franchises. Because well, there's still I a place hear- for them.
1: Like, there's well, a place I th- for th- games. I thought I heard a while ago. Now, it could have just been some guy at the video game store telling me, like, trying to make conversation. But he, I he said that there was apparently one coming for the PS5 eventually. But uh, I don't of, know if there's any Sly? truth. Sly Cooper, yeah. I don't know if there's any truth to that. But, like, what is kind of funny is how all these games, you got Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Sly Cooper. I don't think I'm missing any. But those five, even though they are all kind of different developers, companies, they are all kind of tied together. Totally they are. Yeah. Like, they're all kind of, they all started out as like PlayStation exclusives. I think the only one that kind of deviated from that is Spyro and Crash. But, uh yeah, it just kind of... I don't understand. I don't yeah,
0: I don't, like, I mean, I mean, whether people like it or not, modern gaming, like, in my opinion, you're either going that creative indie route or you're going as photorealistic as you can and i think nintendo is the exception because nintendo just does their weird thing that they always do but like i have said it for years playstation is by far my least favorite of the main three consoles i still own them all i play them i like them i'm just a nintendo fanboy who likes xbox a little bit better but sony's like dude if they fucking brought like we're still getting ratchet and clanks obviously and crash bandicoot and spyro are on everything now but like, if you brought back Sly Cooper and if you brought back Jack and Daxter and gave these franchises to somebody that could do something with them, even if even if Sucker Punch is like, well, we're going to those photorealistic, you know, Ghost of Tsushima style games, which is a great game. But if they're going that way, give these to somebody else. I'm like, dude, you could. Everyone says that like Nintendo is a kid system and and you know Switch is a kid system, and they. It, I'm like, you could stack up against them. I'm not saying Sly Cooper is Mario, but like Sly Cooper can stand up against. Donkey Kong and against Kirby and those like you can have your cartoony fun ga- like there's a place for these games like I don't understand why
1: these franchises are dying on the vine now like there's a spot but it, but for these You're like you you're right they it's kind of messed up how it's either super, super realistic or something that looks like you would have played on your Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And listen, I
0: understand. I know that there's exceptions. I, I'm not saying that's like overall, but a vast majority of modern games are going those two ways. And I'm like, dude, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart was great. Like, it's it's not my favorite Ratchet & Clank game that I've played, but it was great. I'm like, if they, made a, if they made fucking... And Crash 4 is the best Crash game ever. I don't care. It's the best Crash game ever made. And it's like if you made a Jack and Daxter 4 or if you made Sly Cooper or whatever, like I I would that'd be one of my most anticipated games now. I wish these franchises weren't dead. And now that they're, you know, Sly just got added to PS Plus and everything, and I really hope that people give them a chance and start they see that there's still a market for these games. Because like I I had as much I'm telling you right now, I'm playing Sonic Frontiers right now and I'm also I just finished Sly Cooper and uh don't come at me Sonic fans, I don't care. I like Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper's a better game. Than Sonic Frontiers is. And Sly Cooper is 20 years old.
1: So as you know, I I really push Ratchet and Clank a lot. Um, but there's something you could be upset about Ratchet and Clank for that is related to Sly Cooper. Uh the Ratchet and Clank movie bombed so hard that they completely suspended making the Sly Cooper one
0: yeah but I, I mean you're right but like and I did yeah but like now now that every franchise in gaming is getting a tv show or a movie like we will get a Sly Cooper movie it's just a matter of oh life. no you
1: should want there's like a trailer out there for it I'll, but have, it to never, huh? I'll
0: have to look that up then because yeah like, yeah a, it's like
1: but they uh yeah basically uh Ratchet and Clank bombed so hard that they just pulled the plug on Sly Cooper immediately oh, that's sad <laughs> yeah. but like
0: I don't know, like that's just, I get why so many of you have been on me to play this game now, I adored it, and I really, I'm not trying to like pile on Sonic, the point I'm just trying to make is I'm like, these games are, are very good, like, or at least the first one is, I don't know, maybe Sly 2 and Sly 3 suck, I doubt it, but I, I haven't played them yet, so I can't speak to them. I'm just saying that like, this was great, and I want more of these, and it frustrates me that we don't get more of them, because I don't care, there's a market for them, I, I, I truly believe it, there's a market for these games. Uh, and oh, I don't absolutely. get, I don't know. I, I just think they want to go with the big AAA. and listen, ghost of Tsushima made more money. I guarantee you ghost of Tsushima made them more money than the Sly Cooper games did. I understand why they're going that way, but like, then give it to, you know how many studios would give their left nut to have a chance to work with a franchise like Sly Cooper? You know what I mean? Like toys for Bob blew the dust off crash bandicoot. And look what happened.
1: Give yeah. us more of these. Like I want, fuck, I want this. I, yeah. Like, instead of people trying to push out these, like, half-ass imitators like ukulele or whatever I like i hate ukulele
0: give us banjo <laughs> so like three just, just give us banjo kazooie three rare god damn it give us banjo kazooie three give us sly cooper five or whatever number it would be and give us jack four and don't make it like jack two and three i'm done yeah that was my rant
1: um yeah do we cover everything i think we covered this whole game i think I, I think i got everything i was oh the only other thing i was gonna say is i i did to kind of help with the interest like you got these like fictional like humanoidish animals but they're at like real cities and locations i thought that was kind of cool that was just like uh like paris or yeah dude yes even that that very
0: first level in this game like the little tutorial level where you're breaking into like the police office and um like i think in paris or whatever i uh just that hooked me i was like this they they merged kind of quote-unquote the real world with this fake world so perfectly oh sorry everybody that was me um yeah just i, I agree i just I, I just i love i love everything about this game i'm trying to think of a way to score it i don't want to just do it a lame out of 10 um and
1: i don't want to do it out of five because there's five bosses how about you just give it a ranking give it your just a ranking out of i don't know like I, I think I think this game's different enough from Ratchet and Clank for me to uh not necessarily say I like one more than the other because I think they are fairly unique. uh, but I do think I like this more than Crash Bandicoot.
0: I can say I like it. I mean, I still think I like crash better, but I, I I can I can say as much as I like Ratchet and Clank, I do like this better. You know what? let's just let's give it a letter score. I've never given a letter score before. Like uh, okay. you know, I've never done that. So from F to A plus, let's do that. I like that. What would you give? Uh, what would you give Sly Cooper?
1: I and would the- give it an A plus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, and the thing is, like, I think part of it. The thing is, I don't even know if I would have given it an A plus twenty years ago. Right. Um, but it's kind of like it held up so well. Yeah. Like every aspect of it, from the controls to what it looks like the gameplay, like everything held up so well. I don't know if it would have gotten an A plus for me 20 years ago, but the fact that I enjoyed it as much as I did while I am playing these other more current games that are just completely trash by comparison, <laughs> like it's uh Pokemon. I'm talking to you. Um, like I just, yeah, I think it's like, for me, it's probably my favorite platforming game that I've played on a uh, older console. Sure
0: yeah i mean I, I i gotta be honest with you darren when when you and i uh when i when i when i finished this game about a week and a half ago and you and i set the date to record it i, I have been like flip-flopping on whether or not i break my incredibly uh, very 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 rare i think in 224 episodes i've given four perfect scores and i was so i don't think i can quite do it because i'm like i love this game it's not super mario world i can't see myself playing this game over and over and over again
1: but i have no like it's at least an wait area. wait 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 before you what are the sorry i don't i don't listen to every one of your episodes uh which games have your perfect score
0: i'll t- i'll tell you off air because i don't people oh, someone okay. gave me shit for spoiling them on the show once so i'll okay. tell you okay all right but uh i can't all it's all it's losing is the mario tax and some people have asked me like why don't you get rid of the mario tax and i'm like because because uh, super mario world is super mario world but like i have no it's probably my favorite ps2 game i give it an how a does easily. this not get
1: hold on how does this not get a perfect score the mario tax
0: it's just not it's not super i don't like it as much as i like super mario world and that's
1: the that's always but don't you have to, to, to don't you have to compare it to other things like that's like hold up okay so listen darren do for- not try to put logic
0: into my fucking show because that's not how <laughs> right, remember right, the right. game works
1: all right so uh your viewers won't know this about me but my real job is i'm a school teacher and yeah. you got to keep it you got to you can't compare oh yes an i can't no yeah like, yes i can to other games like
0: it. no you, I, well and i have and that's why it's getting a better score than ratchet and clank or jack and Daxter is going to get it's better than them But I just when I when episode one of this show launched, I gave Mario Super Mario World a perfect score, and I swore that no game would ever get it. And a
1: couple have, and I was very very close. But I just you give how can you give Super Mario World a perfect score when it's basically Mario three with better graphics? Because it's it's perfect.
0: It's the perfect video. Mario three is practically perfect, and Super Mario (laughs) World is perfect. And this game is very close, but I just can't do it. But. But, What are you arguing? What the fuck? I gave it a neck. It's like a 9.9. You know how many people have had their favorite games just ripped apart on this show? And your game is getting a 9.9? And you're going to sit here and throw fucking (laughs) logistics at me? I I don't think so. You know what? Now it's an A-. Keep fucking going, Darren. Let's see what fucking happens. I'll fail this game and never play a Sly Cooper again. I swear to God, I'll do it. You
1: son of a bitch. I'm just not familiar with your Mario tax. Well, there's a it. Mario
0: tax. That's yo, there is. That's honestly all it comes down to though. Like it's it's dude, I, I have no complaints. I, I loved it. I will play it again at some point. I cannot <laughs> wait to play slide two and slide three. And I'm begging all of you play these games i'm praying to, like do not spoil anything for me darren from Sly two or Sly three but i will ask you i hated the way that jack two and jack three completely changed the script from jack and daxter please tell me they don't do that with the next two Sly games
1: no they don't they there it stays pretty true to it good
0: okay good yeah okay because fucking i mean i don't hate jack two and jack i'll give you 3, i'll give, give you fuck? i'll give
1: you a i'll give you a juicy spoiler out off when i'm not on the all right afterwards yeah.
0: um Okay, we've argued now. I think we've done everything. I'm perfect. That was yeah. a good episode. Uh dude, you uh you play video games on the internet? If people want to come yes. by and and ex- and if people either want to come by and listen to your logical takes or argue with <laughs> them,
1: where can they find you? Goddamn uh, so I I stream on I stream on Twitch. Uh my username is adjective and noun. Of course it is. It's, you fucking yeah. professor science. Well, yes, actually, it's just because I'm going to start calling you adject- Bentley. I'm going to start calling you fucking Bentley now. <laughs> Gliding. <Glyzen>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you can't uh, have yeah, an no, unaccurate so it's-
0: scale. Slide. No, go ahead.
1: Yeah, Sorry. it's uh, just adjective and noun, one word spelt out. Beautiful. And, uh yeah. Hell yeah. Buddy,
0: uh, thank you for doing this. And thank you for uh, being on me for so long to play Sly Cooper, because I get it now. I get it. I Wait, what was the score you it. gave it? Oh, an A
1: for sure. Oh, okay. It'd be okay. like a nine point nine. Like it's
0: it loses the Mario tax and that's it. There's nothing wrong with this game. All right, it's okay. perfect. Uh, good stuff, buddy. I I appreciate you doing this, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, sounds good. that's gonna do it for this week's episode darren thank you so much for giving me a call and talking sly cooper and for begging me to play it for so goddamn long and every single one of you nerds listening to this whether this was your first remember the game or your 224th say so thank you so much for giving us a chance i'm very very grateful i appreciate it uh don't forget to check out darren's twitch channel i the adjectives and nouns the fucking big smart name uh you can find it in the description of this podcast the link and uh if you didn't hate this maybe leave us a nice review i've been seeing a lot of nice reviews lately and they make me feel good so leave us a good review and if you want more there's like hundreds of bonus podcasts waiting for you at patreon.com slash remember the game and two plus there's actually three extra podcasts a week for different levels, but you're going to get at least two extra podcasts every single week for just $2 a month at patreon.com slash remember the game. It helps us pay the bills. You get extra podcasts. It's fucking wins all around. Uh, I will be back tomorrow. For all of our Patreons with expansion pass number 138, where we'll talk about our Christmas gaming memories, game patch. We'll go live on Friday where I'll talk about all the biggest news in the world of video games. And I'll be back a week from right now with Remember the Game number 225, which will be another one of our revisited episodes, where we talk about a game we talked about way back in the early days when we had less of an idea what we were doing than we do now. And this time around, it's going to be about Earthbound. I'll be joined by my younger brother to talk about one of our favorite, just one of my favorite games, of all time, minus the fuzzy pick. Fuck, I hate the fuzzy pickles guy. But other than that, EarthBound Slaps, we're going to talk about it next week. I'm going to thank some Patreons and get out of here. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And I'll talk to you the next time. I'm sitting at this microphone. Cheers. Goodbye. Remember the game is brought to you by our patreons. That's how did very radio DJ remember the game. Remember the game is brought to you by our patreons. I could not puke up all the content I would puke up every week without all of your support. The following people are senior executive vice presidents or higher at Patreon.com/RememberTheGame, and as such, I'm contractually obligated to say their names as quickly and incorrectly as possible. So a huge thank you to. Makeshift Mallow, Magic Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic Andre, Seymour Butts, James Clark, King Bahamu, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Chris Fleury, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan, Frazier Burns, Lil Bunny Fufu, 89 Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Tremblay, A-Town, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Ryan Kinshin Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Mercury869, Wolfgang Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Doogie, WolfMagic21, Johnny CCDC, Joel LeBlanc, Squints, Titan420, Zonko504, Russell Aldridge, Jeff Bergeron, Captain in OT plays games too tired for life. Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Randy Barridge, Just a Fish, TP Pooper, Denzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Chris Dicken, Matthew D'Amico, Frosty Feet 492, Triple, Chugger22, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Ray San Juan Tonga, DPXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Turd Ferguson, Mizuru, Nicholas Chaffee, David Marcus, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizalde, Eric James, Riley Turvey, Jake Carter, Laces Out Dan, C Spin, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Munch Macucci, Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed say Russell, Sa- Russell, whose last name I don't know how to say. Sorry, Russell Uh, Evolva, Sean Ramos, D.P. Cooper, Stud Steel Smash Mojo the Helper Monkey, Brant Hewitt Gabriel, Gabe, fuck me Dude, my phone rang as I was reading these And I think it's important and it distracted me Oh my god, Gabe Dan Fuselman. Sorry, Gabe Fuzzy ninety nine decoy man John Jameson, Wyatt the surgeon who's not a surgeon Rowe Blaine the hoagie man Scary Terry Bucky the beagle herder Edridge FPV Hegel Waffle High Plains Drifter KH, Jimothy Joe Stone Chris Williams Oroku Saki's Gardener Cody Richardson General Fury Dem Boys on the Roof Current remember the game Hall of Famer Mark McHugh James Juan Francesco John of the Adult Children Podcast Matt Hamilton Nomad Devin or Daniel devout Devore James Black, Jugs Bad K, Sam Carpenter, Nerdy Hybrid, Adam Fletcher, Colin Bollinger, Pinball Mage, Joey Mercury, Theoran, Squeak Nuts, Zias, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, Maverick Marty, Musty Beetle, Bud Lightyear, Beef Dingleberry, Michael Barjudina, Hitchy Poo, Arctic Vision, Romaldo Marquez, Bulma Simp, Mark but not McHugh, Ben Molloy, Trevor McKee, I'm Getting Lightheaded, that's not a Patreon, Cam Nelly23, Zamato, Rooney, Angelo Leonardo, Lugnut, Scott Weiss, oh my God, it froze, Bobby Litton, Brandon Dizee, Roger Russell, Kia Pup, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, Works For Me, McGrathen, Heeman Demon, James Sanabria, Derek Cox, Dakota Guy, Alexander Camps, Toad Spit. Whew, that's a lot of people. Ryan Perry, Alex R, It's The Bigfoot, Graham, Itchy Nutsaru, Mr. Papa Giorgio, John Drew, Solomon Soto, Darth Skywalter, Denton Van Zandt, Postman, West Gen, Nick Creature, Hattrick Swayze, Adam Martinet, Black Widow, Nafi, Dr. Nightmare 23, Tone Bone Swiss, Kevin Monroe, The Stone Shooter, and Storzy. That was ugly. Thank you all so much for the support. Much appreciated. I'll talk to you all on the next one. Take it easy, everybody. Cheers. Goodbye. Purple Monkey Dishwasher.